Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. The Matt Mosley Show is presented by Central National Bank. You were around Spike Dykes, the dad, and then you coached under Sonny Dykes, so you've got to have some really good stories over the years. And um, I would say, Kevin, next time you're out recruiting, uh, just think of Spike and that story he used to tell about, uh, you know, he'd be about 15 miles outside of town without a, without any gas, and he would have to kind of coast into town. I, that's how I learned it. If I was ever out of gas, you just wiggle your steering wheel a lot, and that could maybe get the remnants of the gas. So for some reason, that's always <laughs> stuck in my mind. <laughs> that is great. I've never heard that. Well, Coach Dykes, uh, he, he was a great man. And uh, there's, there's little things that you can see with him and uh, Sonny. Uh, it was one day. I remember when we played, and Coach Spike Dykes never got to play it. So he'll go through the, the, the lunch line, and he'll just kind of pick off people's plate. And uh, one day, we were at a recruiting <laughs> event, and I saw Sonny do the same thing. Go, just didn't take a plate, just kind of picked up a little bit, picked up a little bit. I was like, that's his dad right there. So uh, that's funny when you see those things. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. <clears throat> I just Matt Mosley. It is... Thursday, and uh, hello, Central Texas. I'm coming to you from the West Coast. I can see the shoreline right now out here, Dana Point, California. Garrett Ross in for Stephen Simcox today. He's in Central Texas. The Bears are in Indianapolis. The men's team, the women, are quarantined in San Antonio. This thing's going to be really interesting as it all unfolds. A lot of work has gone into this. Of course, we'll get you ready for the John Morris Show from two to three now garrett this is uh just looking at this want to get you ready we've got uh, we do have the ncaa tournament starting today these are what are referred to as these play-in games and <clears throat> this is uh what they've done is put a couple of blue blood type programs together for the feature for the feature tonight all right, so I want to get everybody ready for today's action, and then, of course, tomorrow, the full slate of games. Uh, and, Garrett, have you kind of taken a peek, by the way, to see? And, by the way, Central Texas loves this tournament. I sometimes Somebody told me once, oh, Central Texas, they don't, they don't care about NCAA tournament. Oh, the brackets are flying around Central Texas right now, I assure you. Um, here's what I want to do today, Garrett, and I want you to – uh, be paying very close attention to our text line, CNC Collision text line. I want people to go ahead and give us their final four picks. All right? I think they're digging in on this thing. And um, and it, it, you can either do this, your final four picks or um, your Cinderella's, Cinderella story. If anybody ever watched that, that movie, um, uh Caddyshack. All right, the uh, I, I'm going to go through this, Garrett. And again, here's how you do it. Here's how you you put your final four teams in. It's two five four six six two sixteen sixty. That's two five four six six two sixteen sixty. We'll take your final fours, and if you want to <clears throat> give us a couple of Cinderellas, and throughout the show, Garrett will bring you some of those. Garrett has some of his own. Shocked everybody when he had. The University of Texas in his Final Four. Although <clears throat> you're in pretty good company, uh, Garrett. I did see today, earlier today, Fran Frischilla, friend of the show, and Fran may hop on with us tomorrow. Fran put out his Final Four. All right, listen to this one: Baylor, mm-hmm. 
this is the men. Baylor, University of Houston, the old five slamma jamma. Uh, that's a two seed. The University of Texas, now that's a three seed. And Gonzaga, hmm. Texas, Baylor, Houston, Gonzaga. Now, Garrett, you know, you have different affiliations and all right. these kinds of things. But are you like a lot of people? Are you are you dying to see the Baylor-Gonzaga matchup? Or does that not matter as much to you? Or are you just at this point rooting for your bracket to unfold the way you want it to? How, how is uh, everybody wanted to see that game earlier mm-hmm. in the season? Sadly, it got canceled uh, or postponed an hour before the game. Where do you stand on your desire to see Baylor versus Gonzaga? I really want to see this game. I was uh, really sad early on in the year when they weren't able to get this game played. Um, I feel like this is these two teams have kind of been destined to face each other all year long. I'm hoping that we see it in the national championship. I want to see – and you're right, I don't have any ties to anybody, but – being from this area, I want to see Baylor be successful, right? I might not necessarily be a fan. Mm-hmm. I want to see them be successful. So I want to see Baylor um, bring that national championship home to Waco. I think that when you look at what Coach Drew and Coach Tang have been able to do in their tenure here, starting from rock bottom, um, it would just mean so much to this community. And I, that's what I'm hoping to see. Um, You really want to see Mosley happy. Is true, that kind true. of what – yeah. Deep down. Yeah, deep that's down. really what everybody wants to see. Okay. Um, here are tonight's games as this uh, tournament begins uh, <clears throat> in earnest. Texas Southern, 16th seed versus Mount St. Mary's. Do you know where Mount St. Mary's is, Garrett? I don't. I'm going to say somewhere probably like in Pennsylvania or Ohio. It's a great, great guess. I, I – I get it mixed up because there's a St. Mary's in out on the here on the West Coast, but I think you're right. I think you have the part of the world right. I'll I'll look that up for you. I was hoping you would know. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Okay, that's at two ten today. True TV. All right, two ten. Trying to see if these are. Oh gosh, am I out here in? I'm in the Pacific time, so we'll have to work the math out on that. Would that be four ten? 410 Central Time, Texas Southern. That's on True TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then over on uh, over on TBS, Drake. This is going to happen at I guess 527 uh, <clears throat> Central Time. It'll be Wichita State Shockers versus Drake. Those are two good teams. Two teams that kind of barely made it in were right there on the bubble. Drake was really really good earlier this season. Got a couple of players hurt. And so we're just going to have to kind of keep our eye on that Drake team to see what happens there. And, uh, Garrett, what is your favorite Drake song, by the way? <laughs> oh, man, dude. I, I don't know. I don't really listen to Drake that much. I'll just I'll be oh, the okay. casual person and go start it from the bottom. It's relatable. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Now we also have another 16 versus 16. This is going to be – at 7.40 Central Time over on True TV, um, this appears to be this appears to be App State versus another 16 seed Norfolk State. 
Stephen, do you? I mean, Garrett, do you have any clue about those teams? Norfolk State <laughs> versus App State. App State usually has a pretty good basketball program, football program, I should say. Norfolk State, I, as I, I've seen, just a tiny bit of one game, and they they got they've got some athleticism. I, I guess I would lean toward Norfolk State in this game. Um, any thoughts there, Garrett? I, I feel like Norfolk State is Norfolk State is one of those teams that is in the tournament every once in a while. So I'm going to ride with them in this matchup. You're, you're right, though. I think Appalachia State is more so known for its football. Um, and, and as far as Mount St. Mary's goes, that's in Emmits. That is in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Okay, good. Good, got that nailed down out there in good old Maryland. And then <clears throat> tonight, um, this and they call this, I was calling it the play-in game. They call this the first four, okay? They, they, they try to clean this up, but it's really just a bunch of guys that are just desperately trying to get in. Now, every once in a while, um, Garrett, I remember a team making a long run. I'm trying to think if they got all the way to the final four in one of these, if somebody kind of like BCU or somebody like that, that in the, one of these first four got on a big run, and I, I could have been. Was it Florida Gulf Coast? Remember Loyola made a nice big run. Florida Gulf Coast made some good runs. But this late, the nightcap game tonight um, is going to be a couple of blue blood programs. All right, this is going to be over on TBS. So if you want to watch that doubleheader on TBS, you'll you'll see Drake in Wichita State, and then the kind of late-night game over on TBS are the Bruins of UCLA versus Tom Izzo's Michigan State Spartans. Now, Michigan State, I, it, they do have one player that's getting a lot, of, a lot of NBA buzz. Izzo's been down this season. He did kind of get hot in early March, and actually won a few games, and didn't look like they were even going to make the tournament, I would never discount Izzo, Tom Izzo in the Michigan State Spartans. So out of those four games I just told you about, the one I feel the best about would be Michigan State over UCLA. The other one that intrigues me, I want to say Texas Southern might be coached by the former Indiana and then George Mason coach Mike Davis. I, 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 that's some reason that stands out in my head. Mike Davis coaches, I believe, at Texas Southern. Always liked him. Uh, he, he, in fact, he kind of inherited a rough, rough situation at Indiana, and he might have taken over for Bob Knight when all that mess went down all those many years ago. And they went to a Final Four with with him as the head coach many, many years ago. Leads me to a different topic that I addressed via Twitter. I didn't really talk a lot about this yesterday on the air. Indiana has a coaching uh, opening. That is one of the great blue blood programs in the country. Bob Knight made it so. They uh, finished undefeated back in 1975. They last won the national title in 1987. Um, They've won national titles most of it, obviously, a long time ago. Indiana, where this thing is being held, where the tournament's being held, it is, um, Garrett, I think we would describe that. We, we put out great players in Texas, but we are known for our passion and love of football, mm-hmm. whereas Indiana, it is basketball, and it is 
they, they are born and bred to play hoops. And that program has fallen on hard times. Archie Miller was just fired. There was some thought that a child of Indiana uh, that used to coach at Valpo, Valparaiso, and then uh, uh, they ended up obviously with the Baylor Bears and Scott Drew, would they would they be interested in going after Scott? Um, <clears throat> here's the thing. Scott just turned 50. I, I think they would be crazy, Garrett, not to pursue Scott. But thank the heavens, at least from what I'm hearing, that's not happening right now. That's not happening right now. So, hmm. but, but all that said, I, I, I just think now, as I tweeted about yesterday, Back in 2009, Scott came very close. Memphis was looking at him after Calipari left there to go to Kentucky. And they had just lost in the national title game against the Jayhawks. And <laughs> Memphis had. They had Derrick Rose. And, and I think back, and, and Baylor could have lost Scott at that point. Scott came after that horrible scandal in 2003 took over this program that was in, as you mentioned, was in so much trouble and, and and turned it into a really excellent program. And so they had that run, I guess it was like around 2008 or nine. You know, they got things rolling a little bit. And, and then at some point, of course, they made it to the Elite Eight and almost beat Duke in that game in Houston. Now, that was either 2009 or 2010. I'd have to go back and look. But uh, uh, all that to say, Scott, I think if Memphis had offered him in 2009, I think there's a chance he would have gone. Um, I'm not saying for sure, but they ended up hiring a guy that's uh, also in the NCAA tournament now with Georgia Tech. Garrett, a little history lesson. They hired Josh Pastner who was an assistant to Calipari at that point, <laughs> extremely young, Josh Pastner, and Scott remained with the Bears. You know, I now think, I, I think sometimes people think, what's well, Indiana. If you go after Chris Beard at Tech or Scott Drew at Baylor, um, who obviously Baylor's turned into an excellent program, but they don't have Indiana's history. I mean, they, they don't have that kind of history, although, again, that history is getting older and older. These kids do not really know much about Bob Knight or even who he is that are coming out of high school. So, Garrett, all that to say, I meant to kind of get into that yesterday, but uh, I do think, I, I, I think Scott has a laser focus. Um, I, I think it's hard not to listen to what Indiana has to say, but... I, I have to say, Garrett, in my opinion, that the Bears have a lifer. That doesn't mean they, have, they, they still have to take care of him and all those good things. But I, I think, uh, I think we're uh, at Baylor alums, like myself, we're extremely fortunate mm-hmm. because I don't think Scott's looking around. I don't think he is either. I could really see him filling a, the similar situation like we're seeing with Duke, right, Like where Coach K has been there forever. I kind of feel like that's where we're at right now with Drew. And as far as Indiana goes and where they're at 
they're very to me where they're at as a basketball program is very similar to where Nebraska is in football. You used to be a power. You used to be great. Everybody wanted to come there, but you've lost that. And you're all these kids that are being recruited now. They don't know Indiana being good at basketball. They don't know Nebraska being good at football. And it's making it harder for those programs to you know get the caliber of players and the coaches that want to come there. Isn't it interesting? I mean, some of those schools keep it going. What Coach K has done at Duke, you're right, amazing. Um, I was reading, you know, we all we think some of these guys have just been around forever. When Kansas hired Roy Williams 30-something years ago, I mean, he was, he was on the bench. Uh, he had been there under Dean Smith, and, and I guess – I'm trying to think when Bill Gulledge took over for a little while there. But anyway, um, he had been there, and no one knew who he was. And he he went to Kansas and and got that thing rolling uh, at Kansas before he went to North Carolina. I mean, it's just, it's just interesting. We now think of guys like Roy Williams and Coach K like they've just been, and they have been around forever. But. You know, there was a time when nobody knew who they were, yep. and uh, it's uh, it's crazy to think. But boy, everybody knows who Scott Drew is now. And again, I, I don't I don't necessarily think that he would jump at that job. But right now, I I just get the sense that's not who they're looking at uh, in this search. And I think as Baylor alums, fans, and all of that, the flagship station for Baylor, we should. Um, we should thank our lucky stars for that. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, and his loyalty. I, I think there's an incredible loyalty, and, of course, Kim Mulkey has that loyalty to Baylor as well, and uh, both these coaches have done amazing things. Kim going for another national title. All that starts Sunday uh, afternoon. It'll be 3 o'clock Central start on ABC. Uh, the Lady Bears will take on Jackson State. All right, it is time. Uh, we're going to check in with Baylor associate head coach, Jerome Tang, who is in Indianapolis in just a little bit uh, at 140, and we'll kind of see how things are going for the Bears. And But next, Garrett, and I really enjoyed that conversation, by the way. Uh, let's get into NFL free agency. There's some things that have happened even while we've been on the air that have taken place. Let's get people caught up, and then let's give our kind of uh, what we think are the best fits so far. All right, Mosley and Ross's best fits. Okay, and uh, you can't you can't take after Q Garrett and and make them all Raiders. Okay, I'll try not to. <laughs> okay, although I like there's one thing they did I really really like. All right, NFL free agency next. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly sunny skies today. Another breezy day, but not quite as windy as yesterday. Highs topping out at 66 degrees. Clear skies tonight, cool conditions. Lows drop to 40 and mostly sunny tomorrow with a high of 66. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Scott Drew and the Baylor Bears. 2021 Big 12 Conference Champions. 
That's the final buzzer as Baylor closes the regular season with a flourish. An 88-73 win over the Texas Tech Red Raiders today. Bears are 21-1. They're 13-1 Big 12 champions, and they finish at 11-0 on their home floor. Congratulations to Baylor basketball from the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor Club, located inside McLean Stadium, offers ample room to spread out for any event, including business meetings and social gatherings. Host your next function with confidence and let their certified event planner handle all of your requests. With access to a dozen or more spaces throughout McLean Stadium, they can accommodate groups of most sizes in a safe, comfortable, and socially distant setting. Contact the Baylor Club and Rebecca today at 254-710-8076 to inquire about all available options. All right, March is Ram Truck Month on all new trucks. Uh, Ram's the three-peat motor trend truck of the year, back to back to back. Trucks built to serve you, perfect for whatever your lifestyle calls for. Check out the new Ram 1500, 2500, or the big 3500. The top safety pick for trucks named in 2021. Alan Samuels certified J.D. Power again this year as the winner of the Customer First Award for Excellence uh, for Dealership. And uh, they're in Waco. 201 West Loop 340 in Waco is where you can find Ted Teague, the general manager out there, and his staff. Love going on campus there out there. Uh, beautiful uh, beautiful situation that we have. They have, they have everything arranged. And then over 50,000 square feet of, uh, of service space. This is not a place where you're like, oh, gosh, i got to wait all day or i got to drop it off forever. I mean, they, it's, it's an amazing area. And what they were able to do during the pandemic is keep everybody safe and, uh, and keep on rolling, quite honestly, right through the pandemic. Great job by uh, Alan Samuels. Also, Dodge Performance Days in March. You're going to want to check out the new Dodge lineup the first domestic brand ranked, and, and also the Jeep Celebration event. I've got the uh, Grand Cherokee and really love it, love the way it handles the Cherokee Latitude Plus, the Lux, as well as the Jeep Wrangler Jeep when you need a great SUV that fits your lifestyle. Come out and see us, Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-through, and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at lafiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos and Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. At UBO Business Services, being the premier copier service provider in Texas has its advantages. In production, UBO is the only dealership in North America that can sell and service the Xerox, Iridesc, and Versant lines, as well as Konica Minolta's Acuro Press line and Ricoh's Production Pro 7210SX. 
in wide format, UBO offers HP's industry-leading line of equipment. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 or ubeo.com. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. The Army National Guard has taught me the value of showing respect to those I come in contact with each day. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed and accomplish the mission. Plus, the Army National Guard education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn how you too can live and serve part-time, close to home by visiting nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. It is Mosley and Garrett Ross today. Stephen Simcox has the day off, and uh, we will uh, we will hopefully welcome him back tomorrow. Garrett Ross doing excellent work today. I'm on the West Coast, but we're making it work through the magic of technology. This tie line, oh, I'm so excited about it, Garrett. I mean, the I'm just so excited that I can always work when I'm on vacation. Right, you know. Yeah. Can't I think beat that. Just, I think it's. <laughs> I think it's just perfect. Um, we we need to hit this uh, story about Deshaun Watson uh, it, because it, it it's it's getting more disturbing by the day. But before let's do something a little more lighthearted than that. Um, before we do that, Garrett, could you? Uh, we we got folks weighing in with their final fours and their Cinderella stories. Their Cinderellas on the CNC collision text line. You can also call us. Um, on that Freddie Kish line, that's two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Garrett, what what are folks? Uh, where are they leaning as we get closer to March Madness, which starts this very afternoon? So we have a couple of Cinderellas in the mix. Uh, an eight one seven number says uh, Cinderella wears a mean green slipper. I like that one. Whoa, whoa! And then we have another yeah, one really that says, like that. "Yeah, that one's nice." Says, uh, "Look out for sixteen seeds from Maryland." Uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County was the last was the 16th seed that knocked off the number one seed. So we got a little love there uh, for Mount St. Mary's. And then we have uh, was Mike right here. He says his final four is Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor, and U of H. Okay, say that again. Gonzaga, Baylor, U of H, Did and you Alabama. Say Bama? Alabama, yep. What do you think of that coach? I mean, do, do we think he might be one of the great, the, the next great coaches? He could is that be. Nate Oates. Oates, My yeah, gosh. he's a. I mean, 
He's an odd character, but I mean, he's obviously he's got things going down there. Uh, it's interesting to see Alabama be decent at basketball. So I mean, yeah, he's definitely a person to keep a, an eye on uh, as far as attention goes with these uh, jobs coming open. We love our people, and you can uh, weigh in on that CNC collision line two five four six six two sixteen sixty. If you want to give your final four your Cinderella picks, we may just read them on air. I knew it, see, Garrett. I knew once you, people love mm-hmm. their hoops around here. Sometimes people think we're only football people, but we love our hoops. All right, uh, Stephen, uh, excuse me, Garrett, this uh, this situation is not good for Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans quarterback. Uh, a third civil lawsuit filed against Watson accuses the Texans quarterback of sexually assaulting a massage therapist by allegedly forcing uh, her to have oral sex with him in 2020. Lawsuit filed by Houston attorney Tony Busby on Wednesday night and appeared on the Harris County District Clerk's website Thursday morning. Um, this is this is getting... I, I, at first, I have to say, um, I've known about Busby for years. He's a huge Aggies um backer or I say a donor booster whatever you want to call it but kind of an over-the-top character a lawyer who for the longest time in his expensive uh, neighborhood in Houston had like a World War II era tank you know out in front of uh, out in front of his house talk about it like all this war yeah yeah just kind of weird and, and people got mad in the neighborhood understandably um, about that. So he said on Instagram on Wednesday night that there are six total cases against Watson. So far, only three lawsuits have been filed. Um, he Watson came out and said on Tuesday that he rejected a baseless, quote, baseless six-figure settlement demand and that, quote, it's about clearing my name and I look forward to doing that. Okay, he went on to say, I have never treated any woman with anything other than the utmost respect, Watson said in a statement. You know, I would just say, and these these details are honestly more explicit than I really want to get into on the radio. It's obviously disturbing things. It happened during these massage therapy sessions, and... Um, Man, I, I, I just, uh, I, it's scary. It's a scary time right now. I, I think of, you know, this makes me think of the massage uh, industry, and then I think of those spas uh, with those horrible acts mm-hmm. of hatred that just took place in our country. And I, I just think, man, um, you know, the Asian hate that's going on in our country, and then some of this. And, again, we don't know in this day. I, I'm not trying to link those two because we don't know about Deshaun Watson. Interestingly, I, all I can do is provide from my year and a half in law school, I can provide a little legal commentary, and I can tell you the guy that's representing Deshaun Watson, Rusty Harden, once represented Roger Clemens. Now, he is kind of a loves the public spotlight, <coughs> loves to be in front of the cameras. I mean, some would say, well, is there any attorney that's not? Well, yeah, yeah my dad's an attorney. We've got a lot of great attorneys in Central Texas who that's not really what they wake up wanting to do is be in front of the spotlight, but some attorneys do. And um, Rusty Harden is a Houston-based attorney. He spoke with Watson 
on Wednesday and agreed to represent him. And he was quoted saying, I'm real comfortable with the kind of person that Deshaun Watson is. And I don't like to publicly comment until I get all the facts. Well, that's false right there because Harden, he lives to publicly comment, which is what he's doing right here. The allegations are really inconsistent with the kind of person he is. Okay, I, you, you have here all kinds of situations. You have seedy and, and, and troubling allegations. You have two high-profile attorneys that love attention, and you have a, uh, an organization that is reeling over a quarterback that doesn't want to be there anymore and has been looking at all these trade scenarios and all of that. I, I don't know what's going to become of this. I would just say that, Garrett, it's, it's hard for me to imagine in any way this helps. I mean, think about it. If you were a team that was getting ready to load up and, and, and send all sorts of things. So it's, I mean, some people might have conspiracy theories and go, well, the Texans are you know, dropping this stuff on him and all that. I love a good conspiracy theory. It's all Easter, but <laughs> He plugged yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, I, 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 you know, they, if for some reason they need to make a trade, they need his value to be as high as ever. Now, if this means he has to stay there and keep playing, now, again, if this stuff gets way too serious, um, and it already is very troubling, but again, he's going to have his day in court. These are civil lawsuits. Now, you say, well, Mosley, what does that exactly mean? Well, these are these cases are being filed. It sounds like, from what he said, they were seeking a settlement to maybe keep this private. Once he dis- he didn't agree to that, they went public with it. Um, this is not uh, like get the sheriff involved, get the police involved, let's go make an arrest kind of thing. This is in a civil court. It's it's more designed to be punishment via uh, via financial punishment, um, if you recall. So anyway, I, I've started to make another old reference to another crime, but I'm not going to get into all that. Bottom line is, is it is is do we think he's done these things? Who knows? Do we think he acted inappropriately? Maybe. Um, is this? Did, what does this do to his not only sort of uh, standing, his character, his? I mean, it doesn't help at all. But I would think right now the initial thought in reading some of this, boy, it really seems like an organized type. Of, uh, but but if you think about it, what? What uh, <coughs> Zeke was accused of with the Cowboys was was uh, was domestic uh, uh, violence, and the NFL, even though I mean I I don't even think he was ever truly arrested, but based on their own investigation, you know he ended up getting that six to eight week suspension. I think he missed at least six games, as I recall. So. I guess what I'm saying is, if there's a civil case, you know, as we saw with, like, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, the NFL or the the team, the Texans in this case, in, in Roethlisberger's case, the, the, the Steelers, I think, looked into it in the NFL, and as I recall, Roethlisberger was, like, suspended for the first couple of games of the season. So, 
I just don't know, Garrett, I guess I bring all this up to say, I don't know, I think it would be incredibly hard to make a trade under these conditions with this <coughs> hanging over Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I don't think you can do it right now. You're obviously going to have to get all of the details out. This is going to have to be cleared. Uh, we need to see you know, how the NFL is wanting to handle this. Are they going to want to suspend him at all? But it's, to me, it makes it almost impossible to trade for him right now, which is you know, it's a tough situation for Watson because what do you do? If you're stuck in Houston, you have no way out, then are you forced to play this year? Do you you have to? I, I don't know. There's so many factors to this, and it's hard for me to judge these cases anymore because you, we we weren't there. We don't know what happened. Uh, and when you just look at Deshaun Watson and everything that everybody says about him, he's a stand up individual. But this is type of the, the similar situation to Darius Geis. Uh, everything that went around him was, well, he's an outstanding individual. And then we see what comes to light out of the dark. And well, we were obviously wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I would say right now, having covered a lot of these, uh, unfortunately, uh, these civil cases, um, it, it this will hang out there, but it's more likely that some sort of settlement comes to fruition than than anything ever. Okay, good. Well, let's go straight to him. Let's go straight to him. This is great. And uh, and we'll take that break later. Uh, Garrett, let's go straight to Jerome Tang calling from Indianapolis. It's a lot more fun to talk about than what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Uh, Jerome, uh, how are you doing? Or how's the uh, how's the quarantine? Or the I guess you're out of it. The bubble. You're inside the NCAA tournament bubble. How is the bubble life? Uh, the, the, the bubble is wonderful. I mean, we get to stay at Marriott hotels, uh, have free food, and uh, I mean, be around guys that we absolutely love and people that we enjoy living life with. I, I mean. And get to play basketball. And last year at this time, we wasn't getting to play basketball. And so, I mean, I'm ex- I'm ecstatic. Our guys are fired up. It's it's a fun environment because uh, it feels like everybody's at the Final Four. You know, I mean, every team you get to see people walking by and stuff that you don't normally get to see during a regular NCAA tournament. So this is this is a pretty neat environment. All right, talking to Jerome Tang, associate head coach of the Baylor Bears, who's checking in with us from Indianapolis. Um, just so we have the lay of the land, Coach, are, are, is that – I keep seeing that J.W. Marriott um, there in downtown. I, think, I believe I've stayed there at a combine years ago. Does um, How many teams – are in that one facility. I mean, has have basically has the NCAA tournament taken over that entire facility? Well, I think they've taken over the entire downtown area because you have the. I'm looking out, right? So you have the the, the JW Marriott, and then you have the Marriott. Yeah. You're at the Marriott. Then you've got the Western, and then you Western, and then you have. Um, I think the, there's like two. I can't see them from where I'm looking at, but it's like you've got okay. all these teams in this, you know, 10, 12 block, uh, you know, area. And there's the baseball field that some of the teams like have gone out on and done some team activities. There's 
you know, the, the convention center is set up with practice courts. They're, they, they, the part of the convention center is set up with eight weight rooms. So yesterday when the teams lifted, there was like six teams lifting at one time, the music playing and people coming in and out. I mean, it was it's a really neat environment, man. It is really neat. And, uh, you know, you don't get the, you know, the all the media plus stuff, but you get more team interaction with each other and people mm-hmm. walking through the hallway. You get to congratulate more people about making the tournament. And, you know, so, so it's once everybody clears testing and stuff, it's within your hotel, there's some interactions in the hallways and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, the uh, almost sounds like an Olympic type environment with everybody down there at the village and and uh, walking around and and doing all that. And uh, I tell me so far, Jerome, how have the practices been? How many have you been able to? Y'all cleared protocol <coughs> here, and then I, I know yesterday um, you were going to get into practice and maybe get some shots up over at Lucas Oil Stadium where. Where have these practices taken place, and how have they gone so far? Well, we've had three practices, two at the convention center, okay. one at Lucas Oil. Um, they've been very, very, as, as good as we've looked, like, um, before the pause. You know, I mean, like, before we played Texas, uh, that practice was really good, really good. And um, these today we did four minutes where I told Coach after practice, I said that might have been our best four minutes we've had since before the pause. And so of, of game time, it was a four-minute game time segment with stops and fouls and all those things, and it was as good as we've looked uh, since before the pause. Well, that's great news. Talking to Jerome Tang, associate head coach for Baylor, you know what that means to me, uh, Jerome, is that um, – Guys are just laser focused and locked in, and and uh, and they're and they're ready to go. What do you when, when you? When I'm curious. I love seeing things through your eyes. When you see, okay, that's a great four minute stretch. Are you talking about energy, defense, uh, precision passing, all of the above? What kind of break that down for me when you see an uh, incredible four minute stretch like that? Well, when I see um, guys doing the right thing, right, I mean, rotations are right, guarding the ball, talking, in a stance, off the ball, you know, all those things. The offense is moving the ball crisp because we can't, if you hold it against the defense, it, you know, just kills the off the ball is moving. And, and then at the end, it's a tough shot that, that's taken and made. Then you say good defense, a little better offense. You know, but, like, not everybody can make those tough shots. You know, just so um, the more tough shots you make the offense take, the better the defense is. And then when you see that you have guys who can make multiple guys making tough shots, you say, man, we're, we're looking pretty good. But, but like, it, it was, it's like where you really can't complain about the defense. You just have to pat the offense on the butt and say, great job. You know, that that's, that's what you're looking for. You're just looking for – a level of competition and a le- and an energy level that you say, man, not very many people can can match that, and and it's all taking place within our team. That's that that makes you feel good as a coach. 
Yeah, it makes uh, and it makes me feel good as an alum and a longtime fan of this program. I mean, that's exciting to hear about, uh, Jerome. What uh, what can you do uh, as far as some uh, game film and and obviously y'all are going to uh, take every game. Uh, seriously, I think if anybody ever got caught looking past a, uh, a 16 seed, all you have to do is remind them what happened to Virginia a few years ago with the Retrievers and what they did, first 16 seed to beat a number one seed. Tell me what, what you found out about Hartford and, and what the Hawks like to accomplish. Well, uh, we found out that Coach Gallagher is, first of all, an unbelievable human being. And just uh, a terrific man. He's very, very passionate about basketball and about his players, and uh, very passionate about being at Hartford. And uh, that—that's—that's that's the first thing. What, what a terrific dude! I've listened to several interviews, and and man, he's just just a ball of energy and positivity. And and then his team reflects him, you know. And uh, I, I love the thing he said. He listened to, and I, I'm, I don't listen to Metallica, but. He listened to the song Sandman for two hours because it's all about toughness because he wanted his team to be tougher. They are tough. They are well-coached. They shoot the ball extremely well. And, I mean, they, they, they know who they are. They've got a great identity. They, they're going to guard you. And it's, it's going to be hard to, to get to the paint because they do a great job of keeping the ball out of the paint. And they, they get back in transition, so they limit transition points. And then they do a really good job of trying to keep you off the glass. So um, that this this team won the league that UMBC is from, <laughs> you know. And so our guys are fully aware. We've shown film of it, and uh, we are getting a better feel for who they are. And uh, and and but the game is really going to be more about who can impose their will on each other, and we just have to be who we are, and we have to focus on Baylor and just doing the things that we do well, and that that gives us the best chance to get a win. By the way, uh, Jerome Tang, associate head coach, joining the Matt Mosley show, uh, ESPN Central Texas. In one of my usual impulse-type buys uh, over the Internet, online purchases, uh, Jerome, when the, when the Retrievers won that game, um, I I had to order a, a cap. I just I, I was too I, I was just sort of uh, inspired by what they did. Um, uh, so I in my closet I do have a UMBC Retrievers ball cap, um, which uh, which I you know get out every once in a while. Now just so I have this straight though, Jerome, you guys showed the, your players film of that uh, Virginia UMBC game from a few years ago. Is that right? Yeah, we showed them the last few seconds of it, of them winning. And so that, uh, you know, you want to make uh, – this, this is a this is not a, a – uh, for us, this is not a 68-team tournament. This is a two-team tournament, right? And that, that, that's what we're looking We want to go 1-0. That's the only game that matters. And the hardest game to win is the game you're playing. Okay, that's the hardest game to win. And so we want to be focused on being 1-0 and being one to know in practice, being one to know in film, and that, that's, that's going to be our approach for as long as the good Lord allows us to keep doing it. Um, you, you let folks like me worry about the Tar Heels or the Badgers or anybody that might be in your line. Um, I, Jerome, I, I, I'm just kind of curious. One of the things that 
cropped up in that Oklahoma State game was uh, they they were they were getting some transition buckets and and you know it was just really kind of uh, unlike you guys that teams were uh, a couple of times they were beating you down the floor and all that kind of thing. Do you feel like you all have addressed that like you need to and 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 what 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 causes that and how do you clean that up? Well, give credit to Oklahoma State for doing that. You know, I mean, they they scored twenty points a game in transition. That that was, and we told the guys that right from the very start. Right, it's, they 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 scored an average of twenty points a game in transition. In the first half, they had fifteen points in transition. All right, and they ended the game, I think, with seventeen in transition, and so. We obviously cleaned it up in the second half, but you can't allow any team to get 15 easy points on you, you know. And uh, so, but that was more Oklahoma credit to Oklahoma State than it was our bad. Some of it was our bad, but it was Oklahoma State and that zone they were playing, and they did a really good job of getting the two top guards out wide, rebounding with Kate Cunningham, who's six eight, or Isaac Likely, who can then pitch the ball ahead and get the ball below the defense. And when you're playing, you know, two-on-two in the half court, it's easier to score. Or one-on-one in the half court, it's easier to score than it is to do it five-on-five. And so they did a great job of getting the ball below our defense so their guards can go play one-on-one and two-on-two. And, yes, we've addressed that. And, uh, you know, we're going to just continue to keep getting better. But the the, the blessing of that game was, um, you know, we got an extra day of rest. We got two great practices in Kansas City, and now we've had three really good practices here. I'd say great practices here in uh, in Indianapolis. So, uh, you know, there's there's a silver lining in everything, and you know, Coach Drew, he's going to find that silver lining, and we're going to move forward. Yeah, you are two of the more optimistic guys I know, and um, and I know how locked in. Um, that you guys are talking to Jerome Tang, associate head coach for uh, Baylor, and uh, Jerome, how cool is it that you know a guy that that you help mentor and you had a great relationship with in Grant McCaslin? You know he's my old fraternity brother at Baylor, but he's taken that North Texas team uh, there in the bubble, and then uh, of course uh, Oral Roberts, another coach. Uh, uh, Coach uh, Paul Mills. I mean, I, it's just—it's kind of neat to some of those guys that have been part of the Baylor family, and I guess we'll call them the Scott Drew tree. Um, you know, so many people that are having success. Have you gotten to? Uh, have you gotten to bump into any of those folks there in the bubble? Well, you know, they're at a different hotel, so I haven't gotten to bump into them. But I'm gonna just okay. tell you when uh, when Or Roberts played on that Tuesday. Right, well, actually, the Monday night with the tip-in at the buzzer to win the semifinals. I mean, I, I was so fired up. Then in the championship game, you know, they're up 25 and a half, and you know the other team's going to make a run, and here comes the run. And I prayed more during that game than I do at other times. Okay, I mean, there was some serious calling on the Lord to help our guys, right? And, I mean, <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul Mills is, is like – a brother to me. Like we, we would fight and argue over like the, the, the different things basketball wise or whatever, but nobody could say anything negative about him to me. 
you know that's just how brothers are we we bicker but we're going to we're going to have each other's back and I, I when when they won that game I, I I had physical tears running down my face tears of joy for for him and for that accomplishment and just knowing uh, how much hard work he's put in and and how much him and his staff you know man how much they love their players and and do things the right way and it's just it's, it was just just so incredible and then just a few days later, you know, you get to see Grant and uh, and those guys and Jareem Dowland, who's on staff, and we coached the Virgin Islands national team together. Jareem's like a little brother to me. I got to perform his wedding for him and his wife, Sierra, and, uh, you know, just to watch them and how they won the game. Down seven, two minutes to go, couldn't score, and uh, I'm calling on God again. I mean, there was some serious prayer going on, and, and and you know McBride hits the three, and then Bell hits the three, and then Javion hits the floater, and I mean now we're in overtime, and you just know it, man. You just feel it, and ah, uh, and you know and Grant, just Grant is just about winning, you know, like that's the thing. And when he was with with our staff, I, I tell people Grant saved my life. I was I was overweight. I was out of shape, um, just the rigors of the job, you know, just being in the office and all those kind of, and I was, didn't have balance to my life. And, and so I decided I wanted to start working out in the mornings. And, but, you know, it's hard, it's, you know, it's, it's difficult to do things by yourself. It's always better to do it with somebody else. And Grant said, you know, Tang, I'll get up to work out with you in the mornings. And so he got up at 5 o'clock in the morning and worked out with me. We went and boxed with a guy named David Hill. And uh, and he he helped me with the diet and and, and I, knowing that you had somebody else getting up with you, it made me get out of bed. You know, it made me be there. We got in some really good shape, man. We I could work out with David Hill and then come work out with the team and Coach Charlie. You know, and it just it really it changed me. And Grant did that for me. And I, I love that dude, man. I just absolutely love everything about him and his family. And, and so there was tears rolling down my face again while we're sitting in Kansas City on the big screen. And, and, and then we flip over, and we're watching Coach Drew's brother at Grand Canyon, watching Bryce <laughs> and, 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 and P. Millie, uh, you know, uh, P. Wavy, uh, one of our GAs who's on staff now with, with him. And, uh, and you know they 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 win their conference tournament. They're going to the big dance, and man, just just the joy, just the joy of watching your family members just have success. And you know how hard they work, and they're doing things the right way. And man, I I, I mean, I, I was more excited for them than I was for us. Well, I tell you, uh, it's awesome to hear it. It's a great family. I hope you always stay with the Baylor family, but I also always get excited thinking about you know some of these opportunities out there because you are uh you would be so incredible leading your own program but uh uh i'm very biased and want you to stay all right uh jerome get back into the bubble uh have a great time appreciate you being with us and uh cannot wait to watch you guys tomorrow good luck the rest of the way we'll talk to you soon Hey, thank you very much for everything, Matt. Really appreciate all that you do for us and, and how you cover Central Texas sports. And we're just blessed to have you uh, helping well, helping us and helping all our programs. Well, there he, there he is, one of my favorite guys and a great friend, Jerome Tang, associate head coach of the Baylor Bears. And that's the way you end the show. 
you just go no reason to no reason to take any breaks just go straight into talking to coach tang love the man and uh, love what he's brought to baylor that is the matt mosley show thanks to garrett ross did a great job today and then uh garrett can take you right into john morris uh followed by this afternoon stretch and then of course the tom barfield show game time all right it's all coming up next we'll see you tomorrow at one o'clock good night